before we could be able to say as Paul I have kept the faith I have fought the fight and I have finished the course one must be keeping the faith fighting the cause and serving God the songs that we've sung have been encouraging to us, to challenge us. Anytime, I, anytime we sing one of the songs written by Fanny Crosby, as we did with Blessed Assurance, I'm always reminded of, again, the trial, the tribulation that she had gone through, the faith that she had in God, despite through a misdiagnosis or a misapplication of some medicine, going blind as a baby, and yet have this tremendous faith in God, writing over 12,000 hymns or poems, many of them been set to music. And her words about living her life was the fact that she, was, that she had said that she never worried about or was concerned about being blind because she believed and understood that the first face that she would see would be that of Jesus. So it was okay. This keeping the faith. When I've gone the last mile of the way, Do you know when that is? Are you living a life that regardless of where you are today, if that is the last mile of the way, you kept your faith, your trust, and your commitment to God strong in your life. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area, they're running a series of test trial runs on various trains, or one of the trains that they're getting ready to put into operation. And the trial runs allow you to see where problems are, and then to be able to correct those problems before there are any serious consequences. And there are times in our, in our life, which is almost daily, we need to kind of look at our lives as this trial run. Look at your life right now. Look at your commitment to what you've done around the Lord's table. Look at your commitment to the life you're living. If this was the last mile of the way, would you be able to say, I've lived it well? Would you believe you would be able to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of of your master. Well, as you looked at your life today, 
Would you believe and would you understand that there are some things that need to be addressed before I'd be able to say, I fought the fight. I've kept the faith and I've finished my course. If you knew there were some things that had been left undone, Paul's life is a reminder to us of being that child of God is not necessarily one that is seen as a bed of roses, not necessarily seen as one of those where everything has gone smoothly throughout his life as a Christian, but just the opposite. We've been looking at 2 Corinthians 10, 11, 12, particularly on our Sunday morning class. And you catch a glimpse of some of the things that Paul was dealing with. Some of the heartaches and some of the setbacks, if you will. And yet, to believe that he had that commitment to God, that I fought that fight. And I finished that course. If it was the last mile of the way, the last hour of the day, would there be that strong commitment and trust in God? To be able to say, as did Jesus as he closed out his life on that cross, Father, and to your hands, I commit my spirit. I've done what has been asked of me to do. We understand that we cannot live a life of that perfection as did Jesus. But we can live that life of faith and trust as he had with his father. Hard for us at times to remind ourselves that again, yes, we know that he is the son of God. He is eternal. And we also know that he was man. And we know that he was tempted in all areas as we are, yet without sin that he had to face the temptations. He had to face those desires that were there of doing something that may appear to be easier. But that would take the trust and the Father away. We like that easier life. And it's hard for us to be reminded that oftentimes as a Christian that is not the case. We've been given those scriptures as that reminder to us that we through the patience and the comforts of the scriptures might have hope. That we can gain the trials, the ups and the downs. But again, today, 
Just ask yourself, if this was the last mile of the way for you, can you say, I've lived it well? I've walked in the footsteps of Jesus. I've made mistakes. Striven to repent of those. Put my trust in God. But I've walked well in serving my master. That you would expect to hear that well done. But oftentimes, we know in our lives, oftentimes we know that we're not exactly where we know we need to be. Oftentimes, we allow that voice of Satan to tell us it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. Do not worry about it. But is it my desire to have say, as Paul was talking, I have kept the faith. I have finished the course. And I know that there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. But not only for me, but for all of those who love his appearing. In that last mile of the way, could you say today, as John closes out the book of Revelation, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Lord, we want to believe that if that was the case, we want just a little bit more time to correct a few things along the way. Do we see that the life that we live is that which belongs to God? Paul talked about, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. We have reference to his death as a Roman citizen who was sentenced to death. His death would be by being beheaded, the pouring out of his blood. I'm already being poured out. That's already taken place. The life is coming to an end. But see, even with that, he has some things in mind. Even as he's thinking about it, he has memories that he's reflecting upon. Fellow servants, those that have done him harm, those who have forsaken him and gone back into the world. Even though he's ready to depart, he also knows that life may not be at an end right then. So he's still making preparation. Winter's coming. Bring the cloak. Life may go on. Bring the books, especially the parchments usually thought of as being a reference to scriptures. 
Many of the books of the day would have been written on papyri, papyrus, but the scriptures were written on animal skins, more durable, more long-lasting. Bring the parchments with you. Life is still to be lived, but still have that understanding of the brevity and the shortness of life. Paul, when he was writing to the Romans in that 12th chapter, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, remind why we're being charged to live this life. Be reminded of why we are able to be called a child of the living God by the mercies of God that he's bestowed upon us. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You give your bodies, your life, the physical life, what you have, as a living sacrifice. All that I have is His. All that I obtain is His. All that I'm being able to do is because of him. As opposed to those dead sacrifices under the old law. You're a living sacrifice. Death hasn't come yet. But when it does, will the life have been lived as that living sacrifice? This is holy. This is pure. This is godly. This is set apart for the use of God, to be used in his service as he so desires. This is to be acceptable unto God. It does not matter whether it's acceptable to you. What matters is, is is it acceptable unto God? Is God pleased? And as parents with children have that understanding, The understanding that the child is imperfect. So is the parent. But the child is imperfect. But is well pleased in the eyes of the parent. They do what they can do. They do what they can do with where they're at. Is God well pleased with us? This is your reasonable service. This is what is expected of us. When we've done everything we can, we can only say we're unprofitable servants. We've only done that which is expected of us. There's no room for boasting. But is that life dedicated to God? The problem we have is found there in verse 2 of Romans 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not let the world mold you into its shape that it wants. Don't be conformed. Don't be pressed in. You look at the world... And they have a misunderstanding 
of what Christianity is. They have a misunderstanding of what the physical life is. They want to live by that eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. And yet never want to deal with, then what? What happens when you die? If you lived and and denied God throughout your life, what happens at death? When I choose to let the things of the world shape how I view Christianity, there's no reason to be there all the time. God understands. And all the things that the world tries to shape us by. Just try to be a good neighbor. That's all that God really cares about. But you be transformed. That's a radical change. That's a metamorphosis. That's a changing from one being into another being. Paul talks about that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You be changed. And you do that by the renewing of your mind. It's a constant renewal. It's not a one-time situation, a one-time deal. Well, I did that years ago, so I'm okay. But every day we have to renew the mind in the light of the Word of God so that we can prove what is that good, acceptable, and that perfect will of God to show that it is. This is what gives life. Do we believe it? Is that what the world sees in us? The living, what Paul is talking about here in Romans 12, 1 and 2? Is this what the world sees in us as Paul begins to close out his life? I have kept the faith. Goes back to well, a part of this keeping of the faith, which is the will of God or the word of God. What Jesus said there in what we call the Great Commission in Matthew 28 in verse 20. After you make disciples of all the nations, you teach them to observe all things that I have commanded. And I'm with you always to the end of the world. You teach them to observe. How will they know what to observe? Except by watching, listening, and being influenced by those who are the children of God. We live in a world that constantly persistently, effectively, will always have something that seems to be important to us that will conflict with our faithfulness to God. So the question is, which which will win? 
the world. It only comes around once in your lifetime. This is the last time that this concert will ever be aired or be seen in person. Whatever else it is, everything out there that clamors for our attention. There will always be those conflicts. The question will always be, where is the heart? Where is the heart? Do I see myself as that servant of God? Death comes, it comes. Persecution comes, it comes. Paul said, I fought a good fight. That's what it is. It's a fight. It's a battle. It's a good battle. But it's always going to have to be fought. There is no peace treaty between the Christian and the world. There is no tolerating one another between the world and the Christians. We're at war with those who seek to destroy those who have a trust in God. And again, the question that you have to answer, can you say what Paul said? Could you say that today? I've kept the faith. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. When you think about finishing your course, can you say that? I finished my course. And there is laid up for me this crown of righteousness. Each day that you're allowed to live, indeed, can be a trial run. Are you learning? where the pitfalls are? Are you learning where the dangers are? Are you learning where you need to fortify the wall that Satan has penetrated to keep him out of our lives? It's going to be our decision. Will Jesus find us watching, waiting, when he comes again. Would that be today? Is that what he would find? Would that be tomorrow? Is that what he would find? Find us watching and waiting for the Lord to come. Serving him while we have the time. Being faithful to his word. Or is there a need for us to make a change in our life? God in his love and his mercy always grants us time until time runs out. But he grants us time to make those changes. Our life is not where it ought to be. It's not where it needs to be. If it would not be pleasing in the eyes of God, then we need to make a change. It may be that we simply need to make it privately, but it may be that we need the help of brothers and sisters in Christ. Or it may be to become that child of God. If you have a need, if we could assist you, if we could help you in that decision to make a life right with God, then we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.